0: last year oregon football saw a one four cal team get a seven three lead after the first quarter and only fall to the ducks in eugene by seven i don't see that happening again this year and we'll tell you why today here we go
1: you are locked on ducks your daily podcast on the oregon ducks part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: Yes, it is that time once again for Locked On Ducks. I'm your host, Spencer McLaughlin, D1 play-by-play broadcaster and lifelong Oregon Ducks fan. Thank you for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. your number one source to stay up to date with the Ducks, which is why you should like, comment, subscribe wherever you are listening to or watching the show. I appreciate everybody out there who has done so already. This is another one in the latest line of episodes that, uh, just so you all know, have been recorded well and ahead of time because I'm in a place where uh, the internet connection is not super consistent right now, but I promise it's the last vacation I'll be taking this summer, and then uh, the season starts in a couple weeks as this drops, and then I will be uh, back and recording them live, so to speak, but if you want to get in touch with me, ask me a question, at Smalls underscore 55, or at Locked Ducks are the Twitter handles, hop in the YouTube comments as well, ask a question, and I'll just kind of respond to you on there as best I can, and those of you on YouTube can see I'm joined once again by Sports Chat 503, better known as Ryan Winter, or maybe the other way around. I don't know. Either way, we're glad to have you back, as always, Ryan.
1: Appreciate you, Spence. Let's do it, man.
0: So last year, this game uh, against Cal, which is on the docket again this year, is a Pac-12 North opponent. And, you know, the divisions don't matter in terms of making the conference championship game. But scheduling wise for the next couple of years, we'll continue to see the North teams on the slate as we have since the Pac-12 was formed for the Ducks. And historically, this is a matchup that has gone really well for Oregon. The only loss in uh, recent memory that was a, a bad one, so to speak, was during the COVID year. And frankly, I've never counted anything that happens in that season uh, too seriously. And case in point of that is Stanford and Colorado were combined 8-4 and four in that season. They went a combined 7-17 seven and 17 in 2021 when you had a, a full year. But... That was the only time that that I could really remember where Cal has kind of pulled the upset of the Ducks. It's generally been a comfortable matchup. But gosh, that game last year, Ryan, it should not have been close. I mean, Oregon already had the loss to Stanford on the resume, but Cal was struggling mightily. I think they're going to struggle again this year. And that's a game that every time I think about it, I just feel like, man, that should have been a 30-point win. And, and we'll get to why it wasn't uh, or why I think it will be this year. But what? why wasn't it last year? Like, what What was going on?
1: Well, that was, again, the, the pretty, pretty, pretty rough times in not- the Stadium that week. Uh, that was kind of where the Birds came out. That's where it really was a daunting time. That halftime, I remember guys talking uh, up in the mezzanine at Otton and thinking, this is the time they're going to pull Anthony Brown. This is the time they're going to go with the new direction, and and, and then they came out in the second half, and they didn't, and people were kind of pissed. I mean, this is not a great situation that night in Cal. I've never really seen anything like it in Austin all the time I've been there. Uh, But this is a team that knows Oregon well. You know, you've got the Wilcox connection. Bill Musgrave, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, my generation guy. I mean, you know, they know us well. I mean, that's a game where I always go down and say hello to Coach Greatwood because he's always there uh there's a weird feeling in the building for Cal any year any year you play Cal it gets weird Uh, usually it's always close for whatever reason remember the year down there with Cliff Harris when Oregon was really good had the yep. return yep. uh you know when when uh uh you know Dennis Dixon was uh, a sophomore you know when he was splitting time with Leaf you know we went to overtime with Cal that was when Cal was fairly decent but Cameron, you know, whether, Colvin,
0: whether, Cameron Colvin game was against Cal. Sure,
1: sure. and whether they're good or, or or Oregon's good, it's always a close game. I mean, it feels like this game is never a runaway. That why, That's why that one game where they just blew him out, that was that Walter Thurman uh, uh, game when he got uh, injured, but that was uh, the year was like 42 to 3 or something, and they just steamrolled him. That was kind of the start of the whole Chip Kelly era. You know, that Cal's a tough game, and Cal's kind of like a a, a a rival a local opponent you know it's not like we have with washington it's not the same kind of rivalry but oregon gets into the rivalry of cal uh, cal kind of plays the, the the same card that washington tried to play last year with academic prowess that used to be always cal's play and you know they say hey we'll be we'll beat you in the classroom they also a lot of times you know we have a big contingency of northern california duck fans they used to call it university of california at eugene you know, and so this idea that the kind of the Oregon Cal rivalry has gone on for so long, I really respect Cal. I I, I think they're, they're into just a time of transition. I thought last year was going to be a big year for them. I yeah. did circle that Cal game because I thought they were coming up and doing well. But this year, it feels like they've kind of taken a step backward. And uh, it, 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 it's tough to see because you want everybody playing well in the north. But somebody's got to lose. And I think Cal is going to lose a lot of these games this year.
0: I'm with you. I'm pretty low on the bears. And I am also with you that they should have been better in 2021. There's no other way around it. They had their best year with Justin Wilcox as the head coach in 2019. They won eight games, including a bowl game. Like that's a really good season down in Berkeley because it's a tough place to, to win football games. I mean, the, the history of the program uh, is really demonstrative of that. And they came out in 2022 and they lose their first game at home to Nevada. Like, you can't be it's one thing to lose to a Mountain West school but this is not a Colin Kaepernick Nevada team that's contending with the elite Boise teams like that was I think a a really bad loss but let's turn it to the matchup this year and when you look at the the recruiting rankings for the last several years Oregon has a better roster I don't think there's a whole lot of mystery there maybe this is the optimist in, in me Ryan but I think Oregon is significantly better than Cal, who I don't expect to be as good as last year. And they finished 5-7 and seven with a strong end to their, uh, their schedule, but they really struggled at, at the start. And after that Oregon loss is really when they started to turn things around. They played some good football in that game. But the other reason I'm confident Oregon can get a comfortable win here is that the Ducks last year, I think, had a chance to open it up but they weren't able to execute. If you remember the first half of that game, the reason the Boo Birds came out from the Autzen fans was Anthony Brown was struggling at quarterback. I think Bo Nix is better than him. But also, every time they were getting on the other side of the field, which they were doing with ease, they just couldn't execute, and they couldn't punch it in. To me, it felt kind of fluky. The first half stats were something like 190 to around 100. I mean, Oregon was dominating the game, but they just weren't dominating on the scoreboard. And again, maybe it's the optimist in me because we haven't seen at this point in time Dan Lanning and the staff coach a single game, but I feel like the Ducks are capable of coming out and and playing similarly, but uh, maybe a little bit more solidly and not as sloppily as they did in other words that end in ILY uh, in, in 2021. I think they could come out in this game and really just take it to Cal, who I, I think their offense is going to be anemic this year. It really has been, but I think they've downgraded a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not that impressed with Jack Plummer, and I, I also, I think that the timing of when you play teams is really important, right, for these guys. Like you said last year, after the Oregon game, they kind of rebounded, they kind of put it back together. I loved your analogy of the golf round uh, where you end it on a, on a positive note, and it makes you want to go back the next day, thinks you got it back. Oh, I've got the vibe back. No, you don't. But you know, Cal's in a situation where they've got a really rough run. I mean, they play Washington and Oregon. They play them both at home. Then they got to go to USC and Oregon State. I do think Oregon State's going to be markedly better this year. You have a good point. Oregon State usually drops a game. Well, you know, Oregon's known for dropping a game, too. And not that I don't think it's going to be Cal this year, but you, you got to play every game on the schedule. This is a game that is Oregon should be heavily favored in. You're right. Uh, But, you know, coming off of, you know, the preseason, I don't know what's going to happen. They play Notre Dame, and if if they have a really good showing against Notre Dame, third week in the season, uh, that could do something for for Cal. Not not a moral victory guy, but, you know, if you go out there and you play them tough, you know, expecting Notre Dame to be at the end of the year a top 10 team, uh, that's saying something for Cal. And I think we just need for the Pac-12 anybody to show up in any of these games at all. But uh, if Cal plays Notre Dame the way they played Oregon last year, you know, I don't think they, they'd have anything to uh, uh, be disappointed about. But I think it's really important that Cal puts on a little bit more wins they did, obviously, last year, uh, and try to rebound on things. They have to do it defensively. Like you said, their offense is not that great. They've, they're known for a good defense. Wilcox is a defensive coach. They've got good defensive players. And historically, they've always been close into games. I mean, even looking at last year, you know, they, they they lose in overtime uh, a couple different of those games. They're close in Washington, close, obviously, with, uh, you know, uh, th- their preseason games. And it's just a tough situation where, you know, if you feel like you're that close, but maybe you're actually this far away and you don't really know where you're at in college football uh, in going into any given year. That's why I love that golf analogy. You know, are you close to par or are you actually a double bogey? Well, this year, Cal might be a double bogey.
0: Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree. And, and there's one thought I have on, on that Cal Notre Dame game I want to share after I tell you about Bet Online. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every major league, including Major League Baseball, Go Mariners, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, eSports, and even my personal favorite, golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. The thought on that Notre Dame game, Ryan, is for for us fans of the Ducks, there are no moral victories, right? I I, no. I actually think that with with Georgia, you can argue that there's a, a case you can have some there with a new coach and a new quarterback and, and a lot of new players yeah. from last year's team, plenty of returners as well. I think there's some, but every other game on the schedule, there's no such thing as a moral victory for no. Oregon. Other teams that are rebuilding across the Pac-12, Arizona, Arizona State might be in this sort of place, but they're kind of trending down. But like Arizona is building back up. I think Washington's having to build back up. And and Cal is also kind of perennially trying to, you know, build themselves back up to a competitive level. They remind me of my beloved Seattle Mariners in, in that sense, unfortunately, but I think if Cal goes to Notre Dame, which takes place uh, before the Oregon game, a a few weeks before, uh, I believe, on the schedule, if they go there and just get absolutely trounced, I think their spirits could start to come down because I don't anticipate them having a a lot of opportunities to rack up wins. You have to look at games like Arizona or Colorado, uh, maybe Oregon State. I think that'll be the B's letdown game uh, this year. Uh, But again, that's far from a guarantee because I just don't see this Cal offense being being able to score a lot of points. So I think if they go to Notre Dame and they put up a hell of a fight, then I, I might feel differently about them. Uh, coming into this matchup with the Ducks in Berkeley. But if they go in and they just get absolutely run off the field, I feel like that's going to lower their confidence. And I think it will also give me more confidence as a, a fan of, okay, Oregon is much better than this team. And they can, in fact, just go in there and, and you know, kind of run them off the field because Cal is not capable of keeping up with a high-level football program right now. Right.
1: Yeah, you're you're gonna learn a lot from the from the preseason, right? Or from the non-conference. So you got those two games that you expect to win. Obviously V depending on how they play or whatnot. But yeah, like you said, Arizona. That's their first Pac-12 game. I mean, you, that's a tough game. I think Arizona's trending up. I think Arizona. I would I would put over Cal right now. Like if we're just to go out the and say who's gonna win these games in uh, you know in the middle of the summer. Uh, yeah, I would say Arizona wins that game. Washington State. I think the Cougs might have that game too. I mean, again, I, I don't know if, like you said, if Cal's going to have enough offense. I think their defense might keep them in games. They might, they might stay in it for a little bit here and there, but I just don't know if they have the playmakers to do it. Uh, they, they, they lose so much on the offensive side. Uh, Colorado's another team. It, 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 Colorado and Cal seem to be about the same level, uh, but it looks like Colorado feels like they're trending up. And uh, if they continue to go in the path that we think they're going to go, uh, you know, and that's at Colorado, which I'd give the nod to them. You know, at Washington State, I'd give the nod to them, you know. And then you got to play wa- uh, Washington. You know, Washington, they look at a game like Cal, that's a must win for Washington. Yeah, yeah they, they have one. to have that win. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're, 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 you're the hunted if you're Cal. And, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the games, I mean, sh- good luck. I mean, the big game, maybe if Stanford is completely given up on the year, which I think Stanford is going to rebound it and be better this year, too. So, and then end the year with UCLA. If, if UCLA has really something to play for at the end of the year, which I hope they will, because I do think UCLA is going to have uh, have have something to say this year. I I, I wouldn't be surprised if UCLA uh, wins some games that people don't think they should win. Um, I boy, I don't know if I see more than two or three wins on this whole schedule outside of the non-conference. So maybe four wins total. That's tough.
0: I, I, th- I think f- I think four wins is the high end of of Cal's season. I could see them. I could see them only having two. Uh, I, I think they're going to, to be able to find three, but I think that it is it because I just don't, I don't think you can capture the momentum you had at the end of last year when you lost a guy who was so instrumental in keeping you in and helping you win the few games that you did in 2021. And that's Chase Garbers because they bring in a guy in the transfer portal uh, by the name of Jack Plummer. He's a transfer from Purdue He got benched last year. Now, he's not completely incompetent as a quarterback. He's not the Nathan Peterman of college football here, but he was benched at Purdue for a guy who came in and ended up winning a lot more games. Plummer did have a good game against Oregon State, but I believe that was prior to their defensive coordinator, being fired, right? That was their first game of the year. It was a tight contest. I think it was like a 30-21 final score. So Purdue's defense played pretty well. Uh, But he had, I think, 300 yards and two touchdowns. That was his best game of the year. But that was against an Oregon State defense that was operating under a DC that clearly was not competent enough to be at the Power 5 level. And I, I just think the optics of bringing in a guy who's clearly going to be the starter who wasn't good enough to start at a 9-win Big 10 team a season ago. That just feels that feels like a downgrade to me. And look, he'll probably be okay. He'll he'll be like fine-ish okay. He'll have a good game here and there, but I don't think he's ever going to carry you to wins and Cal's offense for years under Justin Wilcox has been missing explosiveness. Just uh, big plays. Like who's the last great Cal offensive player. I think it's Keenan Allen. And even when he was there, he was the only guy and they, they got him and his, uh, his stepbrother, half brothers, some Zach Maynard, the quarterback who was, you know, uh, just okay. But they've just never been a a program recently. And especially since Wilcox got there, that's been able to score enough points and bringing it back to the Oregon matchup. I, I feel doubly confident about that. They scored 17 points a year ago on the road at Autzen Stadium, I'd be surprised. And in fact, you know what? I think Dan Lanning and Tash Lupoy even though they don't have Kayvon Thibodeau, I think you should be able to hold that California Bears offense under 17 points because we saw Tim DeRuiter a year ago was not doing an adequate job. And Oregon, statistically, on defense was not where they should have been. And landing in Lupoi, just from an X's and O's standpoint, have to be better. There's plenty of talent there, assuming they'll be healthy. And that's why I think Oregon can win this game big. I don't think Cal's going to be able to score enough points. Their defense might prevent Oregon from scoring 35. But I think if the Ducks put up 28 points here, you could still be looking at a 15 to 18 point win.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, I, think, I think it's all about, for Cal, it's all about ball position. It's all about ball control, time of possession, running the clock, letting their defense be on the field, and, and, just, and just grinding out wins. It's not pretty. And, and that's kind of, you know, going back to the Oregon coaching search, you know, talking about Wilcox at, the, at that level, there was a lot of people that said, hey, our offense now is already bad with Ball. We don't need another bad offense coming in here, a, 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 co- a coaching mindset. Who's going to do less with it? I do think there was some ego last year, especially at the end with Crystal Ball, where it felt like they could just run roughshod over some teams. And they kind of looked at some teams like, eh, this isn't that big of a deal. Let's just go run the ball. Four quarters, we'll win. We'll get out of here. Even if it's a close game, whatever, we'll win. It doesn't matter. Where That's not the attitude fans want. <laughs> fans want touchdowns. We want separation on the scoreboard. We want to have a fun half, second half party, do the whole thing. And, you know, you didn't really get that during Crystal Balls era. So you let teams like Cal hang around. You let teams like Arizona State, you know, hang around or whatever. And you put you put yourself in bad situations. Hopefully this is a team, Oregon, that will be better on defense, especially in the third down. We've talked about that, right? Last year's oh, third down yeah, gosh. was horrible. And
0: please, dude, please, please, Dan, I mean, please. Right.
1: So, so, you know, you, you that's why, you know, last year scared the hell out of me. That Chase Garbers was a baller, man. Yes. You mentioned that play with the little flip when he was getting sacked by KT. I had to rewatch that thing 40 times to really see exactly what happened. I mean, it was just an absolute ball player move. He's I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, And, you know, he was a one-man show, kind of did some playground stuff, and that scares you. Um, but I just don't see it with them this year. It's too bad because I like Cal. Uh, I like that the fact that they have kind of the Harvard of the West – they're, they have this kind of, like, smoking jacket kind of vibe with books, leather-bound books, right? I
0: feel like they're more the – I think they're the Princeton of the West and Stanford's the that's Harvard a good of way. the West. A, that's, a, that's,
1: a good, that's a good way to put it, Princeton of the West. Either way, they think they're Ivy League and they're all out here. But, you know, they're the ones who tailgate with Merlot or Cabernet and stuff. And, and it's just <laughs> it's cool because they do it their way, and that's great. You should give them respect. Strawberry Canyon's a really cool place to go see a game. It just never really gets filled up. It doesn't really have that great atmosphere. Um, but they have been good in the past. It's just that they, it feels like they're on, on, on their own island. And now with all this conversation around realignment, they're a real sticky point because they're in the situation with UCLA. They're in the situation connected with maybe with Stanford. Maybe they're being interested because they, ha- they, ca- they come with the Bay Area and a media market thing for the Big Ten in the future. Or whatever the case may be, it feels like Cal all of a sudden now is worth more. And and cow is now more important than they were just even maybe two three weeks ago when the when this ball dropped right. So it's going to be interesting to see how cow plays this year. It feels like they're trending down. Uh, it also feels like you know when this whole uh, realignment discussion came out, I was of the discussion. If they were to ask the cow board, hey, let's just close it up. Let's just not even have sports. They'd be like, okay, cool. I mean, I think of, of I, I, any- I agree. Of any school in the Pac-12, they're the ones who are like, ah, we're good. I mean, they already have enough money through their academics. They're already totally fine. They're in a great position financially as a school. They don't need it. And they don't really fund it. And they don't really support it.
0: It doesn't feel like a priority, right? Even though Stanford has the same sort of academic standards. They have had a great they had a great run of success and are capable of getting back there. But they went six of seven seasons. Stanford did where they won ten or more games. I don't care what conference you were in. That is elite. That is that is absolutely uh, elite. And it felt like they cared and they were you know putting some effort into it. And Cal. It just feels like it's never been there. We've only got so much time, and I wanted to, to touch on something that you yeah. mentioned there because I think we, we haven't discussed it enough. Jack Plummer coming in, I, I don't love him there. I think even more significant is just the fact that whoever you're putting out a quarterback, it's not Chase Garbers because I always liked him. Uh, his brother, Ethan, is, I think, still at, at UCLA uh, as uh, a backup there to DTR. He threw that uh, game-winning interception for the Ducks last year down in Los Angeles, thankfully, after Anthony Brown gave uh, gave it away twice. Um, but I think that's another reason that I'm so down on Cal, and it's not going to be a brutal road environment because there aren't that high expectations, and Oregon's probably not going to come in ranked you know, number one in the country, like they did that game in 2010, when I think the Berkeley fans did pack that stadium in uh, in pretty full force and made a tough environment. But I expect Oregon to have some uh, some hiccups offensively, or maybe struggle to move the ball initially. I still think you've got a dominant offensive line that can open up a lot of possibilities offensively. But Cal is generally limited, but they lose Garbers and. You know, he, he was never a first, second or third team all pack 12 guy, but I never looked at him and thought, oh, he can't do anything. He's not a playmaker. Like that shovel pass that he made on fourth down with Kayvon Thibodeau wrapped up around his hips to keep the game alive. Like you said, that, that dude was a gamer. And now you lose that from the offense that was already not very creative and just kind of relying on pushing it down your throat with some power running and play action. I think Oregon's got the bodies to match up with that and make it hard.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, and, and they have had some good players defensively. Uh, yeah. And this and, and Cal, Yeah. And, and, and yes. they, and, and they're going to bring it, you know, and they're going to come off the edge, you know, the way that, the way that Justin Wilcox, you know, has his scheme is, is, it's been the same way pretty much all ever since Washington and whatnot. And, Yep. You know, it's just it's it, it, it's it's an aggressive way to play defense and they're going to be in games. They've got guys flying off the edges. Uh, Ethan Saunders, Brett Johnson. Jackson, Sermon,
0: be... comes, Jackson yeah. Sermon comes Jackson Sermon comes over from Washington. He's a stud yep.
1: stud. So, I mean, they've got players over there and, and they're going to be fine in some games. Like I said, I just don't think they have the fourth quarter in it. I just don't think they have the ability to close late. Maybe their defense he keeps them in it in some games. I just don't see the firepower from offense. Now it could be also because they just lose so much and they're replacing everybody. And so it's easy to have this mindset. But, you know, the vibes, I, I watched everything on the Pac-12 Media Day, and the vibes were not that great from Cal. It felt like it was it was a little bit uh with a malaise because they just know going into it that there's no way. I mean, there's there's some teams that you can just mark off right now. They're not going to go. They're not going to have a chance. And Cal's one of those teams. They could, they could surprise people and win six games, go to a bowl. That'd be amazing. But oh yeah. that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the, 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 the fact that you could put that in as a qualifier is, is indicative of the point that, uh that, that we're trying to make here. Yeah. Um, Last thing I'll ask you, Ryan, on this future matchup with Cal, and again, we're recording this well in advance. Ryan mentioned the Pac-12 media day, the first of which happened today here. Uh, we're recording this the night of July 29th. Um, and I, I assume the other program you're hinting at there is, uh, is Colorado and maybe Arizona State uh, as well. I, I think those teams are going to strike. I think ASU... Could find a way to get to 500, but I think Cal and Colorado, I think you're looking at the two bottom teams in the Pac-12 this year, and I'm not forgetting Arizona. I think the Wildcats with Jaden De- I like Jaden Delora a heck of a lot more than Jack Plummer. Jaden Delora, like Chase oh, Garbers, dude's a, dude's a gamer. Dude is, a, dude is a gamer. He's got T-Mac. He's got Jacob Cowing there as weapons. They added a nice transfer running back from Florida State they, as they well. They were
1: very active in the transfer portal.
0: Yeah. They, they added Hunter Eccles, a former four-star edge prospect who comes over from USC. Like they, they've, they've done some nice stuff, and I don't love what Cal and Colorado have had happen to them uh, this offseason here. But let's say that we are way off base here, Ryan, that we just – Uh, in a couple months time, we'll look back on this episode and say, gosh, what a couple of idiots talking into a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, If they they beat Notre Dame, we will look (laughs) so, so bad. We'll come on here and take the L because we are uh, honest gentlemen, or at least we try to be. But if that does come to pass and, uh, let's say Cal is able to pull the upset. If I told you that right now, Cal beats Oregon in 2022. What do you think that looks like?
1: Well, I know it looks like Armageddon because people, like you said last year, the reason why the boobirds were so prevalent during that game was because Cal was terrible last year. They had a horrible <laughs> start to their year. You know, had it been a good team, the, the – the, They the, lost the to Nevada.
0: They lost to Nevada. Yeah,
1: exactly. And not – like you said, not a good Nevada team. So it's like, you know, you get to a position where when you're it, – it, late in the year, it's Halloween weekend. You lose to Cal this year, buddy, It, it it's going bad. South fast because that's a, that after that is that stretch of Washington, Utah, the Beaves. And good luck if you're Oregon fans going into that stretch. You think it's the exact same thing happened last year. Um, but you know, we've also seen late uh games like Arizona State a couple years ago and other to games where late in the year Oregon trips up. I don't think it's gonna be the Cal. But you know what? I think I think Cal scheme-wise thinks they have Oregon's number a little bit. I do think this year is gonna be different. I think cal scheme wise matched up better with the mario crystal ball offense and i think they took advantage of that uh and um i think this year i think it's it's all bets are off because i really do think they're gonna take the top off uh the defense i think they're gonna throw over the top i think uh dan lanning is is a guy who's willing to take risks and i know dillingham is dillingham feels like he's got the two guns like bang you know he's ready to go like because he's got a green light he's got a coach that is a defensive minded guy who's basically in my mind the conversation is hey don't get us in trouble if if the offense does not get the defense in trouble make mistakes lose the ball uh do something stupid where they cause themselves yardage if they just take care of business defense will be fine over here and i really feel like the brain trust of this team's on the defensive side The offensive side is like, wild West. I think the offensive side, they're like, let's go. Because you've got young guy in charge who has been around, who's seen a lot of different offenses, but I think he's got the green light himself to run his own thing this year. That dude, let's go. I can't wait to see what this. It's kind of like when you, I watch these car shows, the old timer, he delivers the car to the guy. He's like, I don't know. You guys just do whatever you want with it. What color do you want? I don't know whatever you guys are going to do it. It's going to look awesome. He'll drop like 80 K on a car. He doesn't even care what the color is here. My wife won't buy anything. It needs to be this, you know? And so I, I really think that you're getting yourself in a situation where going forward cows, cows in a tough position, Oregon's in a great position, Oregon, Oregon feels like they're on top of the world. If Oregon's offense with Kenny Dillingham, which we're thinking we're going to score points against Georgia they're going to have to score points against Cal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come on. I,
0: I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'll make, uh, I'll make one individual prediction. I think Oregon, and we didn't see a lot of these a season ago. I hope we get more long touchdowns. I think in this game against, uh, against Cal and Berkeley in October, I think Dante Thornton comes up with a long touchdown in this game. That's that's my one prediction. I hope that comes to pass because last year, every touchdown drive, Was so hard. It was so many plays. It was just it was you know grind it out just chunk and run and uh (laughs) and such and you know sometimes rather than hitting an iron off the tee like let's pull out the d stick every now and then and let let that sucker rip ryan winner at sports chat 503 is the twitter handle you hit him up on youtube as well where he's got a great show covering the ducks you might even see me on there from time to time ryan we love bringing you on and uh we'll certainly bring you back for another one of these in the future
1: thank you so much spence appreciate you guys go ducks
0: I appreciate everyone listening. Have a wonderful rest of your day and go Ducks.